Okay, we're back on the air. <laughs> Have you guys all missed us? Who noticed that we were gone? It's been so long, uh, too long a time, but uh, we're back and we're opinionated and ready to get rolling. I agree. Except, uh, JJ, do you want to admit to them that we don't come fully prepared today? Oh, we're not. We're not fully prepared at all. I think it's best to be honest with our listeners. We had the studio booked and, uh, you know, we care about, uh, about having a, a semi-regular schedule for our listeners here. So we knew we had to get it done. So we're going to go off book today, but I feel like that's okay. We're always off book. <laughs> it's going to show our, our personalities. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I think today we're going to switch off between topics okay that was my initial intent with this podcast in general isn't that right yeah um and then we'll just see how it goes and then we're gonna get ice cream maybe yes i do have that carvel gift card what carvel gift card told you about it you never told me about it we'll talk more later (laughs) i do have a carvel gift card i could go for some soft serve maybe have to use it have to use it eventually use it or lose it right Mm mm-hmm um, okay, so why don't you start with the topic or are you going to throw it to me? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I, I asked this of you before, but we'll, we'll get your uh, recorded thoughts here. Oh, gosh. Um, Apple released the Apple Vision Pro. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this uh, device? Mm-hmm. I have. I've heard of a lot of their upcoming updates. Yeah, they have the updates, but have you seen like the demo of the Vision Pro? I have not seen the demo, but I'm familiar enough with a virtual the VR, right? Virtual yeah, reality VR. headset. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a brief description. Okay. And you're going to tell me if you would use this product and if so, what you could see yourself using it for. We already know the answer is no, but yes, you may begin. You really think you wouldn't use it at all? I think I told you about that friend of mine when I was in postback who had a virtual reality system in their dorm. And it just seems so expensive and unnecessary. Um, I'm sure that there are ways for it to be used for a lot of good. And of course, you know, it's improvements in technology and the advancements of time. Um, But it seems like quite a large expense for something that I probably wouldn't get much good use out of on a daily basis in my own life. Mm-hmm. That's not to say I wouldn't borrow somebody else's and try it out, but I think you had given me the cost and it was more than a laptop. <laughs> yeah. The cost of the Apple Vision Pro is uh, much more than a laptop. However, I How, will- I thought it was 3,500? It's 3,500, yeah. So it's almost, it's almost two laptops. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot. But I will say that um, that's the Apple Vision Pro, which has lots of features, which I'm happy to go into detail. But uh, Facebook also has their Oculus 3. Right. And that's only $500. But isn't, I mean, you may know, neither of us have Facebook uh, at this point in our lives. Facebook is investing in features like that? Yeah, well, they, they changed their name to Meta. The parent company is right. now and Meta. The, and the Metaverse. Right, so right. they're big champions of the metaverse, which I know you don't want to be inside the metaverse. Ah, it's more so that I just don't understand the purpose of the metaverse. It's like a a virtual alternate reality. Yeah, 
but what's wrong with living in the real reality? Well, so I guess as an example, like let's say you um, are going to do a video conference with somebody and you're going to, you know, let's say you're tutoring them in some, you know, subject. Mm-hmm. Um, is that tutoring session best done on Zoom where like, you know, maybe uh, picture quality isn't so good or you have stuff going on in the background or whatever? Or is that tutoring session best done in like a virtual reality space where it's like the student comes into your uh, office, your virtual office and you sit down together and you can look each other in the eye and sounding a little uh, magic school bussy to me. jumping inside the the mouth and going down the esophagus into the stomach yeah um look look if it becomes a part of our normal day-to-day moving forward in the next however many years and i see the value in it if it becomes commonplace to use this machinery that's one thing then i guess we all have to adapt as such but right now it seems like only though only a very select few of folks are going to be actually participating in this yeah um and and i could see a better use for that amount of money in my own life right there was the hashtag um like what can you do for thirty five hundred dollars that was like trending after uh after apple announced that the vision pro was going to be thirty five hundred dollars people were like i could go to europe i could right (laughs) right that that's a thread i would be happy to participate in yeah um, don't worry, I wouldn't say shopping or shoes necessarily, necessarily. He rolled his eyes. You can't see it, but he rolled his eyes. Um, but I think we have to wait and see. With all of this virtual reality AI, I know we talked about this in the last episode a couple of months back about chat GPT. We need to see how it fits into our society, I think. And I don't, I don't feel equipped to judge it's it's place in society yet i think we just need to give it time and see would you spend money on it well all right so here's another use case okay let's say you have a uh adolescent child and um their school is thinking about investing in virtual reality headsets for pe and they have um (laughs) let's say they have some data that um students are motivated by doing uh activities with vr goggles on and that they burn you know 25 percent more calories than they would in a normal pe class would you sign your kid up for vr pe i i think it would depend on how many of the students are using that service if it becomes the normal way to do gym class that's one thing and that that might be the case in 10 or 15 years or maybe sooner than that yeah but i I would need to see the data i would need to see the (laughs) pubmed article that shows that you burn x amount you know more calories by doing a virtual reality guided run in the pe mile yeah run or like you play right now you play like boxing so it's like you're actually like boxing against somebody and it's like Ah. feels very real interesting i'm not much of a i kickbox once perhaps yeah. it's great but haven't really done it that much since i'll, I'll give you my use case for it mm-hmm. which is um airplanes i hope that right. our future is rather than looking at a tiny little screen 
you you just get air uh you know vision pro uh goggles that pop down from the ceiling and you can just go into vr for the remainder of the of the flight (laughs) if it was supplied by the airline company and not factored into the price yeah then that's fine sure i'll participate if i if i choose to yeah Although I might find it strange to feel like I'm flying amidst the sky. Although that's what you're doing in an airplane. But you mean seeing outside of the airplane. That's that's what you're talking about. No, I'm saying like rather than watching a movie on a screen, you would watch it in your VR goggles. Right. You'd be immersed. That's like being in an IMAX theater. And I feel, like, I feel like that hurts my eyes. I have, I, have delicate, I have delicate eyes for IMAX. I don't know if I'd like the VR. Yeah. Apple claims that their technology is so good that it's not distinguishable. You wouldn't get nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's interesting. But remains to, I mean, you know, it's not market tested yet. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So I have another topic at brunch on Sunday, if you remember. Uh Uh-oh. No, no, no. It's, we were talking about different credit cards and their, yeah, and their um, their uh, bonuses, the, the exciting features about different credit cards, and I wanted to know your your take on what credit cards should I be looking into <laughs> to expand my repertoire, like the points or the different um, rewards. I feel like a lot of people want to know this information. Yeah, um, I mean, we could do a whole podcast just. To, mm, okay, okay. Just so, so, so give the cards. listeners just a little bit of the insight. And how I should decide on what my next credit card to build my credit score, everyone, not to just go shopping, should be. Yeah. Well, there are different, uh, let's say, flavors of credit cards. Um, so, like, the one that we currently use is, like, a travel card that has all sorts of, like, Which we travel like. incentives. Which we very say. much like. Um, there are other flavors that are, like, you know, maybe an airline credit card or mm-hmm. maybe just, like, a... Uh, a credit card that like just gives you cash back and like that's it or mm. there's like the uh, the apple card that has a certain discount just for like apple products and when oh. you use apple pay and stuff like that um i use apple pay a lot so there are different flavors and then within each flavor there tend to be like different tiers so mm. when you're looking at let's say the travel cards the highest tier uh would be like the American Express like platinum card or something like that. And I think it the yearly fee is like really high, it's like seven hundred dollars per year. It's but like it, with insurance and your deductibles. Yeah. But it comes with all sorts of benefits and American Express has these great like uh travel lounges that you can right, use. Right. So um basically what I would recommend for someone like you is a uh, <laughs> is a kind of mid-tier uh travel card um which is sort of what we currently have but i think there's one other that we might be able to get more uh, a little more benefit out of um and and what is i guess the ideal number of credit cards for someone in their 20s 30s to have in terms of practicality but also building a credit score that is a good question uh i don't I'm not an expert on that. I know that there are three different, I believe, uh, main credit um, score companies that mm. will kind of like independently 
uh, look at your kind of financial and personal information and history and give you a credit score based off of that information. Interesting. But the exact specifications of how they calculate your credit score are a little bit opaque and deliberately Mm. so because Mm. otherwise people would just kind of like duke the system a little bit. Um, So I think it's good to have some credit cards, um, like some credit to your name, but uh, not like so much that it looks egregious. And I think that um, opening too many different credit cards at once is a bad idea because you don't want to look like desperate. Um, But having maybe like a couple to your name, you know, more, more than one is not the is not the worst idea. Got it. That's my understanding. But our listeners, if you're, uh, <laughs> you can correct me if you have a better Write it information. Write in the comments below. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you. Thank you for that perspective. Yeah. What's your next topic? My next topic. Um, well, can you give us a, a, a brief Kardashians update? Because I feel like this season <gasps> is kind of Wait, just like. Wait, we're behind, I think. We missed last week's episode. Yeah, we missed last week. So we we have. How did you not tell me that we missed? We, we, we're not really Kardashian people. We, we have to fill in the, the listeners. We're not Kardashian people. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't watch before. Did we watch season one? Maybe and when we lived. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're not like keeping up with the Kardashians watching this for the last decade or so of our life. But when Kardashians came to Hulu, JJ and I did watch the first season. I watched JJ sat next to me, but we developed our own opinions and everything. Season two, we didn't continue on with. We didn't really get into it. And I think that was a shared opinion on many of the podcasts that I listened to. But season three really roped us in with some exciting plot lines having to do with the different sisters and their relationships with each other, things going on in their lives. Um, But I think we're a week behind, so... Yeah, we might be. Have you seen any spoilers or something? Is that why you're asking? No, I haven't seen spoilers. I just think like this season has been not the best. <laughs> I don't agree with that. Okay. You thought it was boring. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, like more so than usual. But we didn't like season two. We couldn't really get into it. Yeah. And that shows you what I think of this current season. <laughs> I can't believe we forgot to watch last week. What were we doing that we forgot? I don't know. You, you, you have all sorts of other shows that you're you're into these days that's true but where where were we last week i'm losing track of of the days since the since my exam i think uh you know what's her name just had uh like some vodka or something that she you know uh, that's actually that's actually old news i don't know why that's just in in now in the episode but you're right kendall yeah kendall and um well speaking of kendall there's there's a there's space cancer yeah, melanoma. Right. Speaking of Kendall, where else do we know of Kendall's from? I don't know. Oh, uh, Succession. Yes, you finished <laughs> Succession. You've been you were watching that. I could not get into that. Oh gosh. But you finished that. Yeah. You, you got to give your take on just before we go back to my shows. My Succession take. Yeah, the last episode. <laughs> give it to us in 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 a couple couple uh, sweet thoughts. Um. All right, for people who don't know Succession, HBO show um, about a, uh, I'll say, media tycoon 
uh, who has, let's say, three uh, primary children uh, who are the main characters. And uh, it's kind of all about who is going to take over this uh, media empire once this tycoon, um, you know, either passes away or retires, right? Logan Roy. Yeah, Logan Roy, exactly. And it's a story of like the Roy family and and the kids. If you're going to give spoilers, you have to warn the listeners. Yeah. Why don't we... uh, why don't we hereby give a spoiler <laughs> spoiler alert? So if you haven't watched Succession, now is the time to uh, to click pause and uh, fast forward the episode. Thirty seconds. Uh, I I won't give too bad of spoilers, but um, each of these Roy kids has uh, basically like a fatal flaw. You know, they're like deeply flawed mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. Um, because they're well. One of the reasons, let's say, I think inarguably, is that. Uh, their parents were, let's say, not the best parents <laughs> because you have this kind of like narcissistic dad who, uh, you know, is obviously a billionaire and hugely influential. And then you also get to know the mom as well. And let's say the mom is um, does not have the best mother. You get to know qualities. the mom. Yeah. The mom is. is I guess in- I didn't. I couldn't get into that show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my overall take is that. um it, it is a level of artistic achievement that is kind of on par with like a modern day Shakespeare. Uh, I think people say that it's the storyline itself is modern is modeled off of uh, King Lear, I think, which is what a Shakespeare mm. play, which I've, okay. ne- I've never read that Shakespeare play. Okay. Um, Cause I guess every, you know, storyline has, more in one way or another been like covered by Shakespeare. And this one happens to be like King Lear. And, um, it's just a, a very, very good show. Some of the, at least one of the writers was on a writer on the HBO series Veep. You never watch Veep, right? Um, I am interested in watching it. I know it's a couple of years back, but you watched Veep. Yeah. I watched Veep. Totally loved it. You loved like, it. Yeah. Absolutely one of the most hilarious shows you are ever likely to encounter. Um, That's with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes. Um, And the head writer on this show, I I believe his name is Jesse Armstrong, uh, was a writer on Veep. Like the head writer is a kind of like, naturally is a comedy writer. Um, (laughs) But it just so happened that for this project, Succession, he wrote a drama and so even though it's this like um sort of epic level drama it's so funny throughout the episodes and it almost takes you some time when you're watching it to like realize just how funny it is but i liked i like greg exactly tom and greg were were the funny ones greg is the perfect example in the um in the pilot greg is this like loser character who is a um, uh, one of those life-size um, like bunny rabbits at an amusement park. He works at the amusement park trying yes, to like, entertain yes, kids. Yes, I remember that. And um, the first scene he's in, I think he like is, I guess, hungover and trying to do this job as this oversized bunny. And he ends up like puking through the eyeballs <laughs> of the of the bunny costume. And you're just looking at this and thinking like, I don't want to, like, why am I, like, this is so stupid and greg's such a stupid character and like not smart individual but then like time after time he has these like hilarious lines 
that are just like such a unique um it, 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 it offers such a unique like perspective an interesting perspective so lots of great characters lots of good writing lots of good acting um and the ending highly recommend the ending without giving anything away just your take scale of one to ten how good the ending was yeah um it wasn't a home run but it was definitely i would say it was like a double off the wall you know it was like a really solid a solid double um and yeah it it made sense in a in a very satisfying it it, it was satisfyingly unsatisfying let's say <laughs> um do you know the name of the, of the show that i'm watching right now <sighs> um no it something on on netflix i think some popular who do you think who netflix. do you think is the writer mindy kalen mm -hmm. is she yeah she is All never right. have i ever season four yeah how's that going i'm loving it i mean it's only 10 episodes it takes a lot for me to get um into a show i'm not someone that's easily captivated by tv but this show it's it's a high school drama but i feel like adults are enjoying it um so that's been lovely i i don't know if you noticed but the other day before i realized that a the kardashian episode was up and b that never have i ever was up um i actually rewatched the first episode of gossip girl like og cw11 gossip girl and i enjoyed it i, I think if there is a lull in my tv watching which there usually is i think i might just go back and continue with that it was enjoyable. I mean, the quality of the actual um, TV wasn't like incredible. It was many, it was like over a decade ago, but I really enjoyed myself. Good. Well, I'm, I'm rewatching uh, The Last Dance right now and reliving right. it. But that's newer than Gossip Girl. That's newer. That's pandemic, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice when you find an old TV show and you can rewatch it and it it's just as enjoyable as, as the first time. And did you end up watching Air, the movie? Mm -hmm. Be Without Me, right, right, right. I heard that on a bunch of podcasts as well. Yeah, although the movie Air... Didn't have Michael Jordan in well, it. Well, it, it didn't really have Michael Jordan in it. And the storyline that is the basis of the movie Air uh, is disputed in The Last Dance documentary. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like the, it's a totally different account when you hear the um, wow. the real story as opposed to the fictionalized story. Interesting. So... Yeah, interesting. Get, they must have made that just for, you know, Hollywood tries to fit a good storyline together. <laughs> what other topics are you thinking about? Okay, um, can I tell you a, a joke first before we? Uh, yes, you can tell me a joke. Okay, so um, it's, a, it's a joke about um, a moth who uh, walks into a podiatrist's office. Okay. What are moth feet like? Okay. And the moth um, sits down and he starts talking to the podiatrist about, you know, he says like, doc, like my life is just like not going well. Like my, my wife is, you know, really on the rocks and she's having such a hard time and our children are, are off and they're really not like succeeding. And I have these like terrible thoughts every day and like, you know, I just really feel down and gray and like depressed and like, I don't know what's going on and I'm not sure what to do. And he goes on and on and on. And the doc is like, you know, I'm happy to, <laughs> I'm happy to help you, but 
I think you need a psychiatrist's office. I'm just a podiatrist. <laughs> and the moth is like, yeah, I know. And the doc is like, well, why'd you come in here? And the moth says, well, the light was on. <laughs> <laughs> it took way too long to get to that. Didn't you make that joke this weekend? We were waiting at breakfast and all the people who were coming to the brunch place and you were like, it's like moths oh, descending yeah, on the light. That. That's not the exact joke. That was funny. Yeah, I think, journal- I, th- I think journaling is great, whether that's journaling by hand or on the computer. Um, do I do it often? No, but when I have, I think it's productive. Um, I have a lot of friends who do it like nightly. Really? I had a gratitude journal, if you remember, back when we first started dating. I remember. Um, I was like, one of my three gratitude things was, JJ texted me right after our date. Um, <laughs> it was within like 20 minutes. Um, but, and I did enjoy that process, but even after like seven months, I, I found it hard to keep up, even though it's just writing like three things a day, just going to your notebook and writing. Um, but I think if it's a tool that works for people, why not go for it? Yeah. Uh, it probably helps a certain type of person. Like if you're the type of person who hears this advice and thinks like, oh, that could be really good for me, then maybe it will be good for you. I think I'm more of a talking it out type person, eventing it out. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're definitely a talking <laughs> <out> person. <laughs> but I think writing is a great, I think writing is a great tool. I, I also think being a good writer and just the power of writing in general, even if you're not, you know, venting into your journal is awesome. If that's a skill that you have, um, I enjoy writing for, you know, writing's sake, not for journaling necessarily. Um, I think it's a great skill to be able to put thoughts onto paper um, in a way that's aesthetic to the eyes and to the heart. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it was more or less uh, common to, you know, create a diary or do one of these gratitude journals, you know, like 20 years ago. Oh my God, I had a million journals. You didn't have any, did you? No. I had I had so many pretty journals. That you kept for yourself. Yeah, like who I had a crush on, how my day was like. Of course. Really? I think a lot of little girls do that. Really? I, I would venture to say a lot of my friends growing up had journals. Diaries. Dear diary. No. Yes. Listeners, comment and let us know if you had a journal growing up or yeah, a diary. Please. And um but it has to be, that had to be a pre-iPhone like phenomenon. Oh yeah, this is like, like you know, for middle school. I'm just saying like middle scores now, I doubt they're keeping journal entries. They're, they're taking notes. Snapchats for, to each other. Right, but or they're doing notes on the notes app. I don't, you think they're opening their iPhone and writing their deepest, darkest secrets? I think some secrets. of them are. They're typing it out. Maybe they're not feeling comfortable enough to write their deepest, darkest secrets. I don't know. I think something about the pen and paper and just like this document that doesn't, it's not in your pocket all day. It just like stays in your, your desk drawer or whatever at home. I'm a big pen and paper girl in terms of lists and schedules, to-do lists, love crossing things off to-do lists. Yeah. People say that's really effective. You write a list. I love having a paper calendar, even though I obviously use my iPhone for keeping track of you know, meetings and things like that as well. Yeah. Love a paper calendar. Yeah, you're a paper calendar person. I am. Paper calendar with spirals. Some of them have stickers. I'm all about it. 
I did I did a bullet journal calendar, if you remember, for a period of time during COVID. A bullet journal calendar? Like the dotted journal. Remember, oh, I had, yeah, I had yeah, an orange yeah. one. I put stickers on it. Yeah, I remember. You were so excited about that. That calendar. was a fun endeavor. I mean, I still use dotted journals as my as my journals on the wards and things like that. I just like how they look. Yeah. There's no particular reason for why it has to be a dotted journal. Right. Everyone has a different way of organizing their lives. You do GCal. Yeah, I do. I definitely do. I'm big on Google Calendar. Which is helpful because you'll send me invites. But the weird thing is, if I ever try to do that through the iPhone calendar, it doesn't work. Basically- To, to send an invite? Yeah. It should work. I don't know. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'll teach you how. That'll be it. That'll be in our- I've definitely tried in our next episode. Yeah. <laughs> did, did Diana learn how to send a calendar invite on the Apple iCal? Right. Um, so, so you said that you're really cutting out all sugar because you want to be healthy boy. What does that entail? What are you going to substitute in to either fill the craving of things that have sugar or just to keep you full when it comes to carbohydrates? Yeah, this is, gonna, this is a problem. Um, I think, uh, I think my latest philosophy on food, um, mm -hmm. is that you want to eat things that die that, or have died. So for example, like, um, fruits and vegetables, you know, will like go bad. They're like perishable. They're like going to yeah. die, you know, um, yeah. meat. You know, is like used you to should be read alive. how not to die, which changed my life. Things that are from as close to the earth as possible. Yeah, being, yeah, you should read that book. It's an excellent read. Right, changed my life. In but on the other hand, like processed food or something, like, sure, was never alive and for sure <laughs> never gonna die. So it's that, probably that's, not as good for you. You should read. You should read how not to die. It's I have it on my bookshelf um, in my dorm. I absolutely agree. But but I guess another. I definitely agree with what you said, but a caveat to that is that there are certain ingredients that aren't necessarily alive or you know could die or have died, but are still in the realm of health. And we could talk about that when I you know find an ingredient label to show you. I think that's fine as well. Like things that are or, like organic honey. I mean, I guess that came from a- Yeah, that's like sure. pretty close to the- Or organic oats. It wasn't alive, it's a grain, it's a carb. So I think I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that black and white in terms of alive or could die or have died, but I absolutely agree with what you're saying. And that's pretty much how I eat. With the exception, I mean, you got me into ice cream in the pandemic. I wasn't an ice cream girl. I wasn't a sweets girl in that sense, but I can go for a good ice cream. Like I said, I wanted to get ice cream after this. Um, but you got me into that. We were actually living with your parents in the pandemic. You You, you enjoyed your ice cream and I did get into it. Um, but if you, but if you get a cleaner ice cream brand, you can argue that the ingredients are organic and cream and milk. I mean, those are real things that die. I don't think ice cream dies. I don't think that's, <laughs> <laughs> it does when it hits it. your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I like that. And I think you said you were going to start trying PB and J that was going to be a new or PB and jam going to be a new, um, endeavor of yours. Yeah, maybe. Although that doesn't really fit the dying category. No, fruit or peanuts. I mean, plain peanuts. No, you know, nothing added to it. Yeah. We'll um, see if I can get that routine going. And some whole grain bread. 
Yeah. Um, no, I think that's a great idea. And I, I told you this, this is our last topic, and then we gotta wrap up. It's our here. last topic. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> but um, I told you about all these studies that came out saying that yes. like ice cream is actually like good for you. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I, I'm not a corn syrup girl. You know that. I, I read that in the labels of of my products. I don't eat corn syrup. I saw um a movie in high school. I think it was a Michael Pollard movie. I'm forgetting. I, I need to look it back up. But anyway, how using corn and turning it into a sugar and it really turned me off to corn syrup as a high schooler. And so I really try to avoid that. That's the exception. I, I think if an ice cream has crap like that in it, then I would say pass and move on to something else. But good Haagen-Dazs or good ice, like Talenti or good ice cream that it's gonna have sugar, it's gonna have cream, it's gonna have milk, but there isn't any additive in it. Just like an unhealthy, healthy snack. Yeah, well, my experience was I listened to that like hour long podcast about how ice cream isn't all that right, bad. Right, And then subsequently like ate a bunch of ice cream because I you, thought to myself, but, this isn't that bad. But at first you got Haagen-Dazs that didn't have corn syrup and that was fine. I know. I but just, then you got ones that did. And then I wouldn't eat them, so you had to eat all of them. I just think oh, overall, despite what those studies said, like stick to the things that die. That's my new um. <laughs> that's gonna um, be my new motto. Yeah, I mean, I support that. I, I support that. Do you support it? Do okay, you? No, but do I. You see, support I, it? I have a lot of self control when it comes to sweets. I take a bite of something, I'm good. I don't need to have any more. I've, I've since you've ever known me. I, I may need have to have, right. so I think we need to work on that before our next podcast and report back and see how well you're doing. My with self-control your is keeping it out of the house. Which is good, which is good. But I think the next step would be if it's in the house, realizing you can have one, you know, one um, organic peanut butter cup from Trader Joe's versus having like 10. One is fine. It's, it, it, it's sort of like asking a smoker to have like one puff of cigarette <laughs> and like not okay, finish I, I, the cigarette. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. That's a very strong um, comparison, but I I think you're up for the challenge. Let's go get ice cream. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Until next time. Comment, rate, subscribe, send us questions so you don't have to ask ChatGPT. Yeah, give us a five-star review. And if you have any life advice questions, get them to, to send, one of us. Send them send them our way. Yeah. Um, for the few of you that actually are able to find this podcast yeah for the next pod it. we'll we'll feature you <laughs> we'll be fe we'll feature you but that's we'll a keep, great we'll keep it anonymous we'll keep it anonymous yeah we don't want to blow your cover yeah all right bye-bye see you next time 